This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hi, I'm Rahil Filippos and you are listening to Three Things, the Indian Express News Show. In this episode, we talk about Pirola, which is a new variant of COVID-19. We also talk about how Odisha's Directorate of Prisons came up with a solution to address the problem of overcrowding of prisons in the state. But first, we talk about the preparation for the upcoming G20 summit. The summit, which will take place over the next two days in New Delhi, will host leaders from some of the most powerful nations in the world. And this is why the government has been revamping and beautifying the capital for the past several weeks. To achieve this goal, multiple central and Delhi government agencies have collaborated to enhance the city's appearance. One of these agencies is the Delhi Public Works Department or PWD, which has allocated approximately 45 crore rupees to ensure that public spaces in the capital are prepared in a timely manner to welcome the delegates. When we spoke to the Indian Express's Gayatri Mani, she told us that the PWD's primary focus was on beautifying key areas of the city, especially around Pragati Maidan, where the summit will be taking place. So their key focus was on to beautifying, uh, landscaping and uh, decoration, of course, like illumination. Now, the first thing delegates and leaders will see upon arriving in India today is the airport stretch road. And Gayatri says that that is precisely where the PWD, in collaboration with other central agencies, such as the National Highways Authority of India, directed their efforts. Previously also, it was good. It was not in a bad condition. But yeah, of course, like as officials told me, that the sidewalks and the footpaths, they were like, the plantation was not that much. And uh, also, an official told me that they had to remove about like 15,000 metric ton of uh, malwa waste. So when they started repairing the stretch, the footpaths and the main carriageway, and also the stretch had a huge uh, waterlogging problem. The drainage, the drain lines were old, so they had to revamp the entire drain line. And this concern over waterlogging wasn't limited to just the airport road. As many of you would recall, the capital city experienced one of the worst floods in its history earlier this year when the Yamuna River overflowed and inundated most parts of Delhi. And Gayatri explains that this issue became a major concern for the PWD. Till last year, they had like even the minister, PWD Atishi, in a recent interview told us that they had like 15 waterlogging hotspots. But after the recent flooding, the key hotspots increased to 45. So they have made arrangements like uh, they have increased uh, pumping sets, mobile pumps. They have prepared to station all their mobile pumps and uh, apart from other arrangements at the area, like at the entire ITPO area, if any case of uh, emergency, uh, like a flooding emergency takes place, so they can easily uh, tackle the situation. Now, as we mentioned before, the main priority for the PWD was to revamp and beautify the city. So to accomplish this, they focused on the installation of fountains, statues and the widespread planting of flowers across Delhi. 
In fact, over the past year, the department has installed 109 fountains and 49 statues in the city crafted by artists from across the country. All these uh, statues and uh, fountains were not from Delhi. They got it made from different places across the country. Like uh, the Shivling statues were from Odisha. And uh, some other statues like the pink sandstone, the Holpur sandstone fountains and statues were from Rajasthan. So they ordered it and they delivered it. All happened through tendering process, but it was a difficult task for them also because during the installation and redevelopment work, they also said that they filed complaint with the police also that how theft incidents took place about like the nozzles of the fountains were stolen. It happened recently at Telegate. And on airports, road officials did mention that, yes, they faced theft, like the wires, especially the aluminium material used to be like got stolen. So yeah, such incidents they faced. On other stretches like uh, ITPO or airport, uh, officials also complain about how even people stopped their car and stole pots installed for beautification, like for plantation. And apart from statues, the city also witnessed various murals depicting Indian culture being painted on large stretches of walls. Here, Gayatri tells us about the murals created on the walls surrounding Bhairon Mark, located in close proximity to Pragati Maidan. We can see the entire wall reading Jai Aram. It has a huge picture of Hanuman and the next wall has a picture of uh, Ram, uh, Krishna with gopis, a huge picture of uh, Vishnu resting. And uh, so there are some walls like which has a picture of uh, Valmiki teaching love and push. And also uh, there is a wall which has some shlokas written on it. So a particular wall, as they say, depicts the stories from Ramayana. Also, there are some stories from Mahabharata as well. Now, these depictions of Indian culture have raised concerns because the stories portrayed on the murals predominantly represent the Hindu community. In fact, one of the installations, a shivling statue on the airport road, became a focal point of a political dispute between Delhi's Ahmadmi Party government and the lieutenant governor, Vinay Kumar Saxena. Amani party leaders like Sanjay Singh, Dirgesh Patak, they even held a press conference. They were like, of course, not happy with the shivling statues installed on the airport road. There was a huge controversy over, the, of course, the statue. So when I asked the PWD minister, Atishi, about the installation, about the ongoing controversy over this shivling statue, she said, and I quote, Faith is a very big thing in our country and it's not about one religion. And shivling, she said, if you see, is established in particular directions. Pure water is offered. There are rituals that are followed. So religious sentiments have definitely been hurt. She also mentioned uh, the tweets that by LG Vinay Kumar Saxena and said like if you go through his Twitter thread or Twitter timeline you will find a lot of his picture and the pictures of uh, Shivling uh, like he himself has been to that area so she was like the religious sentiments of the people a larger section has been hurt and the LG should take his responsibility And Gayatri says that the beautification project led to other issues as well including the displacement of people residing in slums, the need to shield their homes from sight, and implementing heavy security measures that restrict their freedom of movement. 
over the last few months several demolition drives took place and by both like different civic agencies like dda pwd mcd so during this period slums like one of the slums situated on on the main roads of uh, pragati maidan bhairo marg again near bhairo marg mandir was demolished but it was again on the orders of uh, the court we went around several slums in delhi and we found few slums like uh, one on the pragati maidan bhairo marg road and uh, there was this slum near munir khan's nelson mandela road it's like the slum is situated right behind the jnu campus so it was covered completely with uh, the green sheets and there is a place on airport road mehram nagar it's basically a village so people are living there they have a concern that like during the three day period like there will be huge restrictions and uh, people will be not allowed to like move around as they usually during the normal days and when gayatri spoke to a woman who lives in one of the areas that have been covered and are now under surveillance she told her the impact of this beautification on her income she said yeah we are happy that they didn't demolished our house and we are here we were not relocated but her concern is that due to the restrictions and their houses like that have been covered with the green sheets and the restrictions she cannot sell like her business is hit the people who live on that footpath they make these statues and idols of ganesh durga like for durga puja and so it's a festive season like uh, janmashtami and um, like durga puja is also around so her concern was like everything is covered and also across delhi at key places like akshardham or uh, itpo or pragati maidan or munirka or other places all the street vendors have been removed and many people are like out of jobs yeah so they are like okay g20 is here it's a good pride for our country but for the poor our business are hit like this is what people who live in slums are saying And next we talk about a new variant of COVID-19. For the last few months, India's COVID case load has been at an all-time low. The few cases that have been reported in states like Maharashtra have also been milder than what we had seen up until early 2022. But even as the COVID pandemic remains a thing of the past for many of us, there are health experts worldwide who have been tracking the evolution of the virus. and now they have identified an all new mutated variant that they are referring to as B8286 or pirola up until august end the world health organization or who had reported only about 21 cases of the pirola variant globally and the good news is that none of these cases have been identified in india so far the indian express's anona dat joins us in the segment to tell us about this new variant and whether it is a cause for concern So Anona what is India's covid case load looking like at the moment So right now covid cases are at uh, an all time low in India we have about like 500 active cases or so most of which are being reported from Maharashtra which has been a trend in India where huge percentage of the cases get reported from Maharashtra but uh, the important thing with the 500 number is that uh, we are not testing as much anymore till the time covid-19 was a public health emergency of international concern we were testing more even doctors in hospitals were prescribing 
more tests because there was always a possibility of covid infection getting serious but that is not happening anymore so we have to take that 500 number with a pinch of salt but yes the numbers continue to remain low at the moment right and from a global perspective are we seeing an uptick in cases and is that potentially because of this new pirola variant so since the omicron variant started circulating which was for india jan 2022 was i think the peak the infections have been milder as compared to the original uh, variant as well as uh, the devastating delta variant now uh, scientists cannot say that it is just because of the variant it's also because a huge proportion of the population got immunity from the previous infections a lot of people got immunity because they were vaccinated so we cannot just say that it is milder but yes uh, we know that omicron tends to infect the upper respiratory tract more often now with uh, you know the new variants that are getting detected like aries and uh, pirola now pirola has people concerned because it has a lot of mutations on the spike protein there are more than 30 mutations and spike protein is important because that's what gets attached to the human cells and helps the virus enter the body now even though scientists have seen these mutations on pirola they do not know what these mutations actually mean does it mean that it would cause more severe infection does it mean that it would spread faster we do not know that yet still august 31st i think who said that there had only been some 21 reported cases of pirola so it's not enough data to figure out whether these mutations have an impact on how the virus affects us right and are the symptoms of pirola similar to what we've seen before so first of all pirola has not been detected yet in india and again like i said it doesn't mean that it's not there it's just that we haven't detected it yet but from countries that have detected there's not too much detail that is emerging right now but uh, uk uh, sha which is the agency from united kingdom that looks at these variants they have said in the first 3 cases of the pirola that they reported they saw very mild symptoms with one person not even having any respiratory symptoms at all so from that we think it is likely to be the same as what we are seeing right now which is most people with covid-19 getting upper respiratory symptoms like a blocked nose coughing sore throat things like that Okay and while we've not officially recorded any pirola cases what are some of the precautionary measures we can adopt to best protect ourselves in case india does see an uptick in such cases so the thing with covid is that be it any variant the way to protect ourselves remains the same we need to wash our hands frequently especially if we're touching our uh, eyes nose and mouth and doctors say that people should wear masks in public places especially if they are going to crowded public places say in the upcoming festive season so not just people uh, who are older or have some sort of comorbidity like diabetes or hypertension who are at a higher risk of severe disease from covid but also people who have some symptoms of uh, respiratory infection fever etc both groups of people should put on a mask when they are going out in public 
especially crowded places other than that for vaccines doctors say whatever we've had so far is fine and um, probably as scientists are already doing they're looking at newer uh, types of vaccines and if we have to get vaccinated in the future we should probably opt for a updated uh, version where uh, the newer variants are accounted for but at the moment most people in india seem to have uh, enough immunity to the virus unless it uh, drastically changes and in the end we talk about odisha last week the odisha directorate of prisons came up with a solution to address the problem of overcrowding of prisons in the state They propose to attach GPS enabled tracking or monitoring devices on the ankles of under trial prisoners who are accused of non heinous crimes. And if the Odisha government accepts this proposal, then it would become the first state to start using ankle monitors in the country. However, after the proposal was submitted by the prison authorities, human rights activists came out with certain concerns over the usage of ankle monitors on the under trial prisoners. To know more about the issue my colleague Ucha Sarman speaks to the Indian Express's Sujit Bishoy in the segment Sujit we understand that overcrowding is the main reason why the directorate of prisons brought this proposal so can you first tell us how big of a problem is overcrowding for the prisons in Odisha Well this problem of overcrowding or congestion in jails is a common problem in India according to the official data of National Crime Records Bureau the occupancy rate is around 120% or 130% compared to the sanction strength although prisons in Odisha doesn't have that much problem compared to other states but a few jails in Odisha have the same problems of overcrowding or congestion Odisha has as such 87 prisons and the sanction strength is 23000 compared to that orissa i mean now uh, there are 20000 uh, prisoners are there in this 87 prisons but 80% of these prisoners are utps under trial prisoners who are yet to be convicted by any court of law so the directorate of prison and uh, correctional services they have come up with this innovative idea you can say they are calling it technology based solution to solve the problem of overcrowding in prisons so basically this idea is to implement it on a pilot basis and based on its success they are planning to expand it to other prisons right and apart from addressing the issue of overcrowding can you tell us what are the benefits the prison authorities will get out of this system see apart from solving this congestion problem or problem of overcrowding in jails the authorities are also saying that it will save a huge amount to the exchequer because around 1 lakh is being spent per prisoner every year and this tracking device will cost hardly 10 or 15000 though the exact amount is yet to be decided so they are saying that it will also save huge amount and uh, also help the under trial prisoners to lead a normal life so according to them it's a win win situation for both the authority jail authorities and the utps as well right and can you tell us how will the system work are there concerns that the under trial prisoners may try to escape justice if they are let out of prison there are concerns but according to the proposals the monitoring devices or the tracking device will be fitted on the ankle of a prisoner and it will be monitored by the local police the entire movement of the utp will be monitored by the police and jail authorities and also it will be temper proof there are concerns that if prisoners will be allowed to go home with this tracking device they may break it on runaway 
So there are similar concerns, but according to the jail authorities, this device will be tamper-proof. And even if they would try to interfere with the system or try to fiddle with it, so an alarm will be raised at the local police stations. So actions will be taken accordingly. And also they are trying to fit this uh, tracking device not on all uh, prisoners. It will be only for those who are facing non-heinous crimes and facing where conviction is less than seven years. So three departments of Odisha government like uh, Directorate of Prison, then the Information Technology Department uh, because they'll have to uh, procure these devices and uh, the Law Department as far as the legal aspects are concerned. So these three departments have uh, developed this out-of-box idea which they are calling and placed it before the government for approval. And if it be implemented, Odisha will be the first state in the country to implement such a system. Okay, but would all the under-trial prisoners have to get these ankle monitors or would they be given a choice between the monitors and the prison? That discussion is also going on. It, it will be implemented on a voluntary basis only if this under-trial prisoner will give his consent and also the consent of court is required before fitting this tracking device. Right, and should it? Many people have raised concerns that this system may also result in the violation of rights of the under-trial prisoners, right? Absolutely. That concern has also been raised by the human rights activists. They are basically raising questions over a breach of privacy and a violation of human rights and also the legal ramifications. Because according to the uh, right activist, if this tracking device will be fitted to someone's body or say, let's say, ankle as proposed by the prison director. So their entire data movement plan and uh, everything will be stored in a system. So that they are raising that it will violate the right to privacy. But uh, we also discussed this issue with the authorities. According to them, they are uh, saying that they will have more consultation with this activist so that uh, this concern or doubt will be clear. Because they are saying if a under-trial prisoner who is facing uh, charges and not convicted by court, why should he be or she be in uh, four walls of uh, jail? So he has full right to lead a normal life and to earn a livelihood like any other. And uh, their plan is to fit it to the ankle so that uh, there will be no stigmas because it will be covered uh, if someone will wear a trouser. So it will also not create any problem or social stigma for them. And this system, though it's not been implemented in India yet, many developed countries like USA, UK has also implemented and other European countries have also implemented uh, this system tracking, fitting tracking devices to the convict facing non-heinous crimes. So that, uh, please, the jail authorities are taking that it, if it will be implemented in Orissa, say for the first time in India, it will be a game changer to solve this problem of overcrowding in jails. You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. It was written and produced by me, Rahil Filipos, Shashank Bhargav and Ucha Sarmin, who originally spoke to Gayatri for the first segment. If you like the show, then do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone who you think will like it. Share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also tweet us at Express Podcasts and write to us at podcast.indianexpress.com. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> 
smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.